0: Hey, welcome to the podcast, JP De La Camera. For those of you who have been under a rock for the last, I don't know how many years and don't know who he is, um, JP is a legendary uh, broadcaster, um, has broadcast World Cups, has done UEFA Champions League. And I would like to add personally that you know, in the 90s, late 90, mid to late 90s, I felt that it was you and Tommy Smith calling Champions League matches that really helped to accelerate the growth of U.S. soccer. So it is an honor to have you on. Thank you, that's a nice compliment. Uh, Tommy was the first guy that I work with that
1: uh, made that phrase known, bulge in the old onion bag. Before <laughs> that, I had never heard of it, and right. he should have probably trademarked that. I hear people use it now <laughs> in various shows, but that was Tommy's.
2: Yeah, and, and for our Atlanta listeners, you were with the Thrashers. For, I was. Yeah, so five years. Five
1: years, um, best time of my life, because I was doing my two dreams, NHL and uh, soccer. I was working for the New York Red Bulls at the time, and Atlanta Thrashers, and uh, I was telling one of your colleagues, who's listening right now, <laughs> that the friendliest people in America were in Atlanta. I loved atlanta oh, wow. with my time there and with the thrashers it was a great group we were not successful in terms of playoffs we made it once and were swept in four yeah. but you know we had Ilya kovalchuk Marion hosa we had some good
2: players there it was a great ticket yeah. up until atlanta united i thought it was one of the best tickets yeah yeah, yeah. In atlanta. for sure uh, for sure
0: So can you talk to us about, so when you guys came on the scene, I felt like U.S. soccer was sort of exploding, but the commentary was, you know, maybe down. We weren't so sure what the U.S. audience was, and you guys had a sophistication. Was that a planned, you know, thing that you wanted to do? What was your goal in those podcasts? I think think it was just who we are, like where we were as, as
1: broadcasters. And, you know, the first time I ever met Tommy, uh, years ago, probably early nineties. Yeah. Right? And I had no idea who he was because he hadn't done much in television. Uh, he had watched games that I had done so he knew he knew me, I guess. But we clicked right away in terms of a chemistry. And I don't think we ever had like a, a real plan and no one at that time from ESPN said, you have to do it this way or you should do it this way. I think it just evolved that way. I think that that was the first time in our history that Champions League games, that level of game, yeah. was available, right. Right? Yeah. right? And now, if you fast forward, right. look how many people are watching it now, right. and it's changed networks many
0: times, right? But right. it started with ESPN doing all of the games. So tell us what you see about the difference in the audience from when you started till now. Like Not just in terms of the numbers, but the, you know, the sophistication. Yeah. You know.
1: I think I, I've always been offended when people have said, Uh, Americans don't know anything about soccer. Or I've always heard this too. uh, You're not a soccer country. Yes, we are. How foolish are you to say that? You know, we hosted the most successful World Cup ever in 1994. We hosted the most successful women's one in 1999. We will next host the most successful one in 2026, Right. right? MLS has 29 teams. We have USL, NISA, um, NWSL. We have indoor soccer, major arena soccer league that I'm affiliated with now, too. We have so much soccer in this country. And the reason why people will say it's not a soccer country is because we have all these other sports, right? right. They don't have them. Uh, there's no NBA in England. There's no NFL in England other than playing two NFL games maybe there in a year. Mm-hmm. We're a soccer nation, for sure. But, you know, we're also a basketball nation, a hockey nation, a baseball did I miss anybody there football <laughs> nation uh, you know we're a nation of many sports and you're
0: now calling games for MLS for the Philadelphia Union correct Yes I have for for
1: 13 years and I always liked and I think that's what I liked about my thrasher days is it's fun to work for a team it's fun to work for a league or in a tournament but when you work with a team there's a connection yeah. you know like you get to know players you get to know coaches you get to know fans you know what's important you get to know the city, you right. know, and what the team means to it. So, I, What I are think
0: the things that you think, the biggest things that have changed about MLS? Because, you know, when you guys were first, you know, calling it, it was like, was MLS even going to make it?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I remember when they contracted two teams. Right. Um, yeah, the league could Florida. have folded. The league <laughs> right. could have folded. Yeah. The league could have folded, yeah. So um, the history of Major League Soccer, I think several breakthrough moments Uh, Not in any particular order because I'd have to think about when these things actually happened, but um, David Beckham coming here was a Mm game-changer. Had he not come, I don't know who the first guy would have been, but the first guy wouldn't have been anyone close to Beckham in terms of his popularity, you know? Uh, So that was major that gave this whole league more publicity the day before he signed The day he signed and the day after, this league had more publicity than their previous, whatever number of years they existed before then, right? So that was a game changer. I think that teams building their own stadiums was a game changer. I think teams building their own training facilities, and Atlanta United is as good as anywhere. Not just here, like yeah. in the world, yeah, right. you know. Uh, their training facility is fantastic, oh, right? I know they, they don't have their own stadium. You know, they play where the where the Falcons play, but at some point, I'm sure they will have their well, own that stadium. That
0: stadium was designed for both teams. Yeah, yeah. Right? It was but now amazing.
1: it's it's not a new place anymore, yeah, right? <laughs> uh, and and they definitely have the money to to have a new stadium, right? But um, that was a game changer, I think. The training facilities now, as you right. as you look, it's just like with the stadiums. Uh, when I first saw. Um, Atlanta's, I thought, this is the best anywhere, right? And then you see, you know, LAFC puts one up. You know, Cincinnati was going to do one. Philadelphia already has a nice one. Nashville's is gorgeous too. Whose is? Nashville. Oh, Nashville's. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Kansas City's. uh, They're one, like, better than the other. That's a game changer. When players come over here, I know everybody says it's all about the money, but a player wants to know like three things. Um, How much money, right? And, And I'll say that's number one. Uh, Number two is, you know, where's my stadium? But even even before two, I I think that's really three. Two is where you're going to train, because you're training every day, right? Stadium is only one game a week, right? So even if they didn't like, let's say, Atlanta Stadium, right? Because of what? They have turf or, or whatever. If they don't like it for any reason... They're only going to be there once a week, right. right? But training, every day. This is my home, every day. And all these places now, I don't know if you've seen them, like, they have their own chefs in there. I yeah. mean, this is a great life yeah. for these players, yeah. right? Yeah. You could spend an eight-hour day there yeah. and not not be upset about it. Yeah, right? Atlanta
0: United goes to the training facility for dinner before the game. That's amazing. Before being busted yeah. for the game. Yeah. So,
1: so that, those are all the things that helped in this evolution and there were two other big moments, I think Soccer United Marketing got together, they, they started this group to promote things and sell things and they combined it with U.S. Soccer and they sold games and events, uh, that was big. And then the other thing, last and certainly not least, traveling supporters. We didn't have that in the early days of MLS. That's a game changer because if you go to a, just in my area, Philadelphia Union goes to New York Red Bulls, there were games there where in New York or New Jersey, where you would have thought you were in Philly. I mean, there were that many Philadelphia fans there and if Philadelphia was winning, they got louder, you know, (laughs) and the ovations and, and all that. And so that's a big difference. It's like it is in Europe. They're known for that as
2: a as a local broadcaster with the new Apple TV MLS streaming deal, uh, is that exciting? What do you think that means with the local broadcasting component kind of being centralized? Yeah,
1: that's a tough one. I, I'm not going to be involved with the Apple stuff. I'm going to be more involved, I think, with, with NWSL this year and Fox. Mm. But oh, cool. but it's it's a different it's a different dynamic, right? Um, it's a gamble. Right. Okay. I mean, they're they're taking it's big money and it's right. Apple. Right. So right. you but can't you can't fault them. It right? It is a
2: worry. Right. That that it lo- local component. hundred percent. We got used to Kevin Egan in Atlanta. hundred percent. Jill Jillian. But now yes. that it's all centralized, it is a bit of a gamble. hundred
1: percent. Right? Right. right. So it's hard to say no to money. It's hard to say no to, to Apple. Right. Um, but you are going to miss those local voices. And some yeah. of those local voices, uh, like a Dave Johnson, has been in D.C. He's the only one. Only one. Original voice that's still with their team. Um, That's tough to replace, you know? Uh, So it it is a bit of a gamble. But I I think at the end of the day, if I was advising MLS, and I'm not, but if I was, (laughs) I would say if you want to be like the NFL, then be more like the NFL. Put all your games on radio. Make it mandatory. Big station and big announcers. You know, the guys that were doing your TV have them have them do radio because those are the voices you want to hear, right? So in the NFL, you can watch, in, in this market here, you watch the Philadelphia Eagles, right? right? But you can turn on the local station and they've got two top guys that are calling the games. That's the way right. it is with the NFL. There's no yeah. local TV. Right. You can still watch your team in that market, but it's not a local broadcast. So I think that that would be the one thing I would say needs to happen at some point soon, right. that they need to bring the radio up up to speed with everything else. That way you've got the local voices. And I know that there's supposed to be a device on the Apple where you could listen, I think, to the home team feed. I think Correct. that would be that would be great if that's
2: yeah. true. So, so we've got in Atlanta Jason Longshore and Mike, yeah. Mike Conti that yeah. do the... And they the do radio. a nice
1: job. I've heard them on serious Yeah, So suppose nice you'll
2: be able to toggle yes. that on your Apple that's TV. That's what they say. Right.
1: I'm not a technical guy, yeah. so <laughs> uh, somebody might have to show me how to do that, but but I think that would be that's a nice compromise if you if you are able to do that. And if anybody could do that, it's Apple, right? Yes, With all their technology and innovation.
2: So guys, I, this lovely Absalom is standing behind us saying our 10 is up. But Absalom, I have to ask him one more question. OK. The women's game. Yep. The women's game. Are you excited about this upcoming World Cup? I have, I like, have, how do you think the US looks? In I always pick World the
1: Cup? US to win, always. <laughs> uh, but I, But I do think there's three teams that could win it. I think it's either US, England, or Germany. But I think that there's six other teams that if things went their way, if they got good goalkeeping, avoided injury, built some momentum that they could make a deep run. And in the last World Cup, I couldn't have said that. You know, there would have been like two or three favorites, U.S. among them, but I would never have said, you know, there's six other clubs that could do it. So I think this will be uh, the most competitive Women's World Cup we've ever seen. I think the crowds are going to be great there. And at the end of the day, you know, I hope that the U.S. women can win it again. It'll be history, right? Nobody, even on the men's side, nobody's ever won three straight (sighs) World Cups. Think about how hard that is to do because you're covering a 12-year period, Right. right? And in some cases, it's...
2: So the we've same been, players. There's only been eight countries on the men's yeah. side of the board, right? Yeah. So, so
0: you're involved with the NWSL. If you compare that to the early MLS, right, do you think there's a parallel? Is, is NWSL you doing the right things? What, what's your comparison?
1: It's a tough question because it's so, it's so broad. Yeah. I think that um, NWSL has had some very bad setbacks right. when you see these investigations and sure. you know, what's happened, and they have to overcome that. And I think they're on the right track to do that with what, with what they're trying to do to make it safe for the players. Right. That, that's the priority, right? Yeah, keeping number your, one. Keeping your players safe, yeah. But I think that NWSL's game plan is, is great. They're at a point now where they've got 12 teams. Next year they'll have 14. Right. There are dozens of people that want to come in now at a big price. So the game is growing. I I think they're in probably a, a comparable place to where MLS was. And remember, this is only what, right. if I take away COVID, this would be their 10th year. So I think this is their 11th year, but 10th season, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, and if you think back to where MLS was at that time, right. you know, like we're saying, they're contracting two teams. Yeah. The there Florida was discussion of folding. Yeah. yeah. So I think that, yeah, it's comparable, I would say. Yeah. Okay. all All right they're on the right track JP thank you for being generous with
2: your time my pleasure thank you so very much and I just really quickly have to say you're one of the kindest individuals that I have met like I know kind when you see it like in somebody and I really really appreciate that so thank you so much
0: thank you thank you very much thank you